Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Hey, what's up? This is Trip Turlington, uh, dropping part two of happiness as a DJ and what are some tips to help you keep that passion and purpose going. So without further ado, let's go right on into it. So, so far we've covered, you know, remembering that it's about the music, um, playing for you too, playing right. for yourself as well. Right. Um, and then you said kind of sharing what you've created right. to an audience. Right. Um, I have one that's more like a suggestion for somebody who is feeling like they're losing interest or they're just bored with it or something like that. And that's to, to put a, get put together a mix just for you. Right. So what I mean by that is not just find... 10 songs and put them together and record it and you know 10 songs that you like or whatever and that's it i mean do something that you normally wouldn't record or wouldn't normally play out uh whether that's you know maybe you're a house or breakbeat dj and you want to put together a trance mix or maybe you're a hip-hop dj and you want to put together a classics mix or something that just scratches some itch for you right um, and of course the kind of extreme version of this is start a series, start a radio show, start, mm. you know, whatever. This is something that I'm giving a lot of thought to myself for, you know, my own kind of personal DJ brand is to, to start coming out with kind of concept mixes so that I can, you know, rather than just, <laughs> so I don't pigeon my hole. It's a throwback from the to the last episode. If you guys missed that, um, to not pitch. Got to be a t-shirt. <laughs> don't pitch. Hashtag don't pitch in my hole. Um, rather than trying to further and further and further define my sound and my style and the genre that I play, giving myself an excuse to explore. You know, right. hey, I'll start a trance series. Hey, I'll start a a, a hip hop series. I'll start right. something. You know, something that's just for me that maybe maybe it doesn't even have anything to do with my brand right. you know now you can share this mix with everyone you know or you can just put it in your car and listen to it yourself cuz it's got a bunch of stuff on it that you like right. it doesn't that's not the point you know the point is do something that makes you happy and right. this tends to kind of remind you why you're doing this you know it kind of calls back to the first point of it being about the music about the music yeah i used to do that a lot um a lot or a long time ago, uh, not so much anymore. Um, mostly because there's so many people out there that, that do such wonderful mixes that, you know, and there's so much awesome music out there that I, I don't, I don't really have to put together mm-hmm. my own mixes all the time. But that was definitely something that I, I used to do a lot was, um, just take, you know, get into the, into the records, pull out, you know, 10, 15 of them, and just okay these are the ones that i want on a mix and just throw them together and make a you know maybe three cds one for home one for the car one for um one for work you know that sort of thing and listen to it until i was bored with it 
and then yeah. and then put it and then throw it away. Like it, not every not every mix that you have to do has to be consumed. You know, right? The idea is to put together a mix. It, what what do you sound like when nobody's listening? Right, right. And or what and do you a, sound like with something that you're not comfortable with? Too? Uh, right, yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. Right. So like, especially when I first like started really messing around with drum and bass and uh, Boy, and all talk of, about right some challenges. Yeah, man. for sure, for sure. You know, so uh, and the funniest part about that is like whenever I would be listening to my own mixes in in the car and somebody gets in and they're like, "Man, this is awesome! What? Who is this?" Yeah, and you don't want to be like Uh, just something I found. It's me, you know. I've been busted listening to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) many times, so I wouldn't get too worried about it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just that's (laughs) is that you? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 me. (laughs) But I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you don't want to be that guy that says, "Oh, yeah, it's me." I roll around, listen to my own I, music. I do it with mixes but, too, though. Like I'm, yeah. I'm constantly trying to learn for myself. Right. And I've noticed right. this is kind of a side note, but I've noticed that listening to something that I've created uh, several weeks separated, right, is way different context. It sounds then, entirely different. Absolutely. And sometimes I'll impress myself doing that, and right. sometimes I'm like, okay, notes. Here's what I shouldn't yeah. have done yeah. that I didn't catch the first time around. You know. There's like all of these post-it notes of notes <laughs> oh, from your mixes, <laughs> from uh, mixes and tracks and all yeah. the stuff that I've done. Like, leave those out. I want to get a picture of that. <laughs> if you don't yeah. But um, so yeah, like um, you know, this is this is kind of an excuse to you know when we're when we're putting together a mix for consumption. Right. We're we're considering a lot of things like, am I playing too many classics? Am I playing songs that I've played before that people are going to recognize? Right. You know, this is a chance for you to play, you know, play songs that you love after you've heard it a thousand times and you still love it. Right. Find 20 of those and make a mix out of it. Right. You know, you can do whatever you want in this or case. Or 20 tracks that you love that everybody else is like, uh. <laughs> or, or what It's I've, like a self-discovery, yeah, right. self-exploration. What I've been trying thing. to do lately, actually, at the suggestion of my wife is, I tend to have like a handful of just bangers that I crank out during particular workouts. Sure. sure. So this next competition, I'm going to definitely try and not to play these particular songs because mm, okay. I want to not become, oh, well, he's, you know, he always plays this one song. Right, you know, right. I, I don't want to become, I mean, granted, I don't, I don't know there's that many live DJs doing fitness events in the area, but I don't yeah, want But you're going to make them notice that you're doing something, something that's live that involves your decisions and your the human element right <clears throat> exactly so. yeah uh as a trance dj i uh i can remember the biggest one that came out like between 99 and 01 was probably uh tiesto's in search of sunrise remix of the uh sarah mclaughlin um Silence. Silence, thank yeah. you. I just accidentally pulled that out of your record yeah, collection, yeah. and I, I showed it. Look down here, and I was like, no, that's drum and bass. If there, anybody's so. still <laughs> listening on the Facebook Live, I showed it to them before you said that. That's actually really weird. Yeah. Well, but uh, but that was one of those tracks. That's you know one of those ones that like nobody had to request it, 
because I already knew everybody wanted to hear yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, that's probably my third or fourth copy. Like I had to Just keep re- through it. Yeah, yeah, I had to keep re- reordering it. You know, because like so I was most likely to pick that record. Because he- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I it think, was calling to you. I yeah, think all the rest of them. Of uh, I, yeah, I had to get rid of the others because uh, there was a couple of them that like were actually damaged or scratched. Um, mm. You know, at at shows or whatever. But yeah, but that one was definitely like that was the track that trans DJs had to play, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like once it it got to a point where it was like, you know, predictable. Faux pas. Yeah, it was predictable and faux pas. Like, uh, okay, okay, great. Now we can move on to Castles in the Sky. <laughs> 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 Which I have never owned a copy of, I am proud to say. I have not either. <laughs> wow. But don't put it past me because I got stuff that's right along no, that Well, line. yeah, you and I both. <laughs> you and I both. I mean, you can you can go through there. You'll find some equal cheese. But Better yeah. off alone. Mm. Uh, yes, and actually. Alice the DJ. Mm-hmm. And I've and I've got. Uh, oh man, you know you well, got some well, ATV in there. No, well, some oh yeah, yeah, at, at nine at nine p.m. <laughs> till I come. All that, yep. but uh, Alice DJ, I've got the copy of uh, of all copies. It's the music, the the track, better off alone, yeah. but the lyrics to Everybody's Free by Rosella. <laughs> Everybody's I've had people who have like Just long since lives. left the rave scene and moved across the country, like all of a sudden, hey, remember that track? Yeah. <laughs> Will you send me a copy of it? I'm like, I don't even know that you can like find it. So like I've actually had to bounce it to MB3 and then yeah. send it to them. Like, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff, but yeah. All right, so here's a tip for DJ Happiness. This is kind of, there's two sides to this. Buy less music, buy better music. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of a, a pragmatic suggestion, but it's, this is kind of a quality over quantity thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the point here is that having, having a selection of music to choose from that's awesome, you know, is just inherently way more fun. Right. Like if you're not searching through a bunch of crap to try to find something that doesn't suck. Now, some of this speaks to music organization, too, which is probably a whole episode we should do someday. Someday. Please. But <laughs> Please and thank you. As soon as we get it together, then we'll <laughs> let everybody else in on it. Right. <laughs> but I guess it's kind of like why waste your time playing a lot of music you don't like. Right. Right. You know? Now, Granted, sometimes one, you have to. Sometimes though. you have to, right, right, you know, right. depending on the type of DJ and the type of gig and all that. You know, we kind of covered that, but for sure, the more quality or the, the the more music that you have that you really like and can play, the better off you are, and more likely you are to be happy doing it. Right. You know. Yeah, because I, I especially when Beatport first like you know burst onto the scene and uh, I first moved over to Serato, and then I was like, wow. For the same price as one import record, I can buy 10 tracks. Like, okay, great. You know, and then that that led to exactly that problem for me. It yeah. was like, instead of saying, okay, I'm only going to buy, I'm going to still buy the same amount of music because I want to be more choosy about what I've got. And then what I ended yeah. up with was 10 times the amount of music and I still only played this around the same amount of tracks, you know, so there was all of these ones that either just didn't get played or when I did download them and then tried to play them out and I'm like, or I listen, I go back and listen to them and I'm like, 
man, that wasn't that good. Like, I was what was just I going to say? Digital music shopping had taught me a lot about context yeah, because yeah. when I mean, it still happens all the time. I've gotten better about it, but right. this is why I suggest to people when they're music shopping to take all their the songs, you know, assuming they're on Beatport or something like that, right. let it stew. Mm-hmm. Let it yep. sit in your crate yep. for a couple of days or a I, week. I, 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 I've adopted that since you mentioned that. I'll right. let it sit for about a, a lot week of, or so. I and actually I go shop, back and I'm like, why the hell did I bookmark that? Yeah. yeah you know? I actually shop quarterly. Okay. Like, uh, I, I, will, I will go out, you know, maybe twice a month, three times a month, and I will load up my cart and then I go away from it. And then when I've, nice. you know, when I've saved up enough that I'm, I'm ready to do, to do some shopping, then I. I've I've got a lot more music to sift through, of course. Yeah. But when I do, it, because then by that point, I've probably loaded up my cart with like 200 tracks. Well, I'm not going to sit here and blow $400 at Beatport, you know. Right. So that forces again, <laughs> again right? That's that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Yes. Oh, we're all guilty. <laughs> yeah. Not in the last. Six years, Gina. So, <laughs> but it has happened. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so no, it, it just makes me. Um, it does. It, it you know because I don't know if it's that I I do rack up so much in my queue that I now have to look at it as a bigger dollar purchase, right. like I uh, did records. That you makes know, sense. But you know, but now I'm looking at okay. Four hundred dollars worth of MP3s? No, I don't think so. Right, and I need to cut this in to half or a quarter or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, and, I, yeah, what I I try to shoot for fifty, maybe seventy-five bucks. That's um, a good approach. I like and, that. and and what I'll also try to do is wait until they drop, you know, those ten, fifteen, twenty percent coupons in in the mm, in the yeah. email. So then once that happens, and labels adjust their pricing. You know, over time. Yep. So, like a track that's two forty nine this week might be a dollar by the time you know yeah. I go shopping for it. So, and am I am I sticking? You know, do I have the hottest tracks as soon as they drop? Not always, but you know what? I still kill it anyway. <laughs> well, I think I mean forcing your forcing yourself to stick to only the hottest tracks that are out now is is kind of limiting in itself right, right. anyway, and, right. and not necessarily in the best way. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Um, Trip, you had uh, a point that you were talking about in the pre-show mm-hmm. about DJ happiness, about um, uh, playing like a support role. Did you want to maybe yeah. speak to that for a minute? Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't um, something that I came to uh, consciously or even quickly. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, I've, I, I, you know, I've, I've gone through, you know, several ego shifts and, uh, personality role shifts, you know, as I've, you know, gone through my, my life and career in the rave scene, you know what I mean? So like going from the, the cock strong, headstrong, you know, it's all about me ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to be the DJ, blah, blah, blah. Um, to learning my place within the scene and then even further, you know, having gone through the scene, when it was absolutely decimated and then coming back up, you know, you know, just riding one of those roller coasters. Um, you know, I've learned a lot through that. And one of the things that I get a lot of enjoyment out of, I found is helping other people who have, you know, either questions or, or, um, 
or just seeking out knowledge or, or networking or, or whatever, you know, I'm getting older, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Maybe it's just a sign of my age or, or where I'm at in life or where I'm at in my scene. But, um, you know, especially like with doing the show, that's one of the things I love getting out of the show is that, you know, whatever I've learned, you know, do I know everything? Absolutely not. Am I the greatest DJ? No, hell no. But, um, I know what I know. I've been where I've been. And, and if what I've gone through and what I know and what I've learned, if I can help anybody else by sharing that, I get yeah. such a, uh, a lot, I get, I get such a sense of fulfillment out of that. And this like, is entirely why passionate DJ exists, exists in the first place. Right. And for me, like even locally or, or regionally, you know, whenever I'm, I'm getting booked, you know, the very first thing I do is I try to, you know, let the promoters know how much I really appreciate that they actually even thought of me, mm. you know, like yeah. I thank them like, like attitude of gratitude. Right. Right. You know, I, I, I take the time to thank them until they tell me to shut up, you know, <laughs> like, no, seriously, it's okay. Like, but no, I mean, you know, to, to show that, you know, yeah, it, it's truly appreciated, but then turn around and, and, and ask, you know, Hey, are there any other open slots, you know, or are you looking for anybody else in particular, or is there somebody or something within my network that I can do to help you? Mm -hmm. And if there is, you know, then who else do I know within my network that's either looking for a gig or looking for their, their shot or their break or, you know, that, that sort of thing, you know, it, because somebody did that for me at some point, you know? So, you know, kind of that whole pay it forward, you know, cliche as that sounds too. For me, uh, that it's, I, I like to give back to those that I feel, um, feel the same way or, or that I, I see some part of me in them. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I'm not, I, I try not to be like picky or choosy or prejudicial in, in any sort of way. Like, oh, well, you know, this kid, you know, is brown nosing me, so I'm not going to do mm. anything for this other person. But, you know, it's more what's what's in my peripheral, you know. So, like, if, if, if there is somebody that I know or has been working that I've been working with or somebody who's been like, you know, hitting me up, you know, trying to work their network into my network and, hey, let's see where we can cross promote and help each other and all that stuff, you know, that, 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 I get a lot out of that. I look for two traits. One is positivity and one is that they're generally motivated, right, you know, right. because there are, there are plenty of people who will come up to you and be like, oh, can you teach me how to DJ or right, how right. do you do this or right. will you help me with that or will you promote my show or whatever? And then they just kind of fall flat and they're, they're those type of people that don't really seem willing to help themselves, you know. Sure. And they kind of just are trying to get whatever they can. Or out they of get easily distracted by uh, the low-hanging fruit. Like, yes. w- because you don't give them the, the, the quick return, then they're, you know, they're off to go, you mm-hmm. know, find the quick return, you know, yep. where instead of, you know, building those genuine bonds and, and, and then, you know, uh, plugging into a much deeper connected network of people who really give a shit. When you say they turf it off, is it like, you offer them something that they are not interested in or no, it's more like, like what David was saying, like, you know, a lot of people will come up to you and they'll say, Hey, let's work together. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. Or can you help me promote my thing? I'll help you promote your thing. This, that, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that sort of stuff. 
Well, and what you'll quickly find is that for especially for people who are one-sided or or looking for low-hanging fruit to advance themselves, if you do anything for them, well then quickly you know, they'll get what they wanted out of you and, and they're then, gone and then they're gone. And okay. then, then you're, or it becomes like a job for you where you're doing stuff all the time. And, and then, right. I hate to like, say not getting anything out of it, but that's basically what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so, I mean, and not every, everything is like that. And sometimes it's, it's, it, it, it's just one of those things where, either I'm a flake or they're a flake, you know, mm-hmm. just, yeah. you know, cause I, I'm not perfect, you know, and I'm, I'm a busy guy. I've, I've got a, a, you know, a life with a wife and kids and job and all of that stuff too. So, you know, all of this, I do it because I love it, but I also do it in my spare time. So, you know, for me to, you know, keep what I do going, you know, is enough effort. So I get a lot, a lot more choosy, about yeah. who I let into my network and try to advance somebody else's agenda, especially if it's going to help mine, or even if it's not going to help mine, if it helps elevate somebody else, and then you know, hopefully they they remember that later on. You know, as far as you know, that being connected into that network of people who actually give a shit. Well, you know, we talk about this networking thing quite a bit, and you know, one thing that that I probably haven't spent enough time stressing is it's not just what can this person do for me right or what can i do for them or um are they positive and motivated i mean sometimes it's just finding people that click with you right. that think right. the same way that right. have similar feelings thoughts morals whatever it is mm-hmm. um which is i think why the show is going so well because you know that's why i work with you and tony right you know we all i'm i'm sure have disagreements on different things but uh, we agree on enough stuff to have a show about it, <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean, to where it's not a thing. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people just, whether they realize it or not, they just hook up with people that they're kind of incompatible with, mm-hmm. you know, and right. that's its own slew of problems, you know, as soon yeah. as you get there. Yeah. Um, it's not always that they're shady people or bad people right. or, or right. anything like that. Right. Well, that was going to be a question I have for both of you. So would you say that you tend to hook up and team up with people that you feel you can develop a relationship with? Yeah. Uh, Almost entirely. Yeah. Um, Aside from all the other external factors, like you're saying, you know, what, you know, what can I do for them? What can they do for me? Would you say it's more based on the relationship and then, oh, by the way, he happens to be able to do this or produce that or can assist with this? Yeah. I mean, most... I don't know about most, probably about half the people in our local scene that I'm in regular contact with are people that I've worked with on some level and it turned into a friendship. Right. You know, rather than the other way around. Yeah. Agreed. Or they were people that I partied really hard with for (laughs) a lot of years and, you know, were... We're still the ones around. Yeah, yeah. Shut, shutting the club down. Yeah, right. Trying right. to catch a ride back to Cincinnati from from Springfield. Yeah, yeah. In the in, in the, Eagle Talon. In the trunk of an Eagle Talon. <laughs> so, do you guys find that if someone doesn't click with you on a personal level or with some sort of personality, that you're less apt to engage with a relationship with them from a DJing slash business standpoint? Not necessarily. If I it, am. It, it it depends, it, like because there's a lot of people that like I may not be able to, 
um, agree with on everything, or there are certain aspects of their personality that just don't gel with mine. Mm -hmm. But if I feel that they are generally a positive influence to the scene and are doing good things and are working well with other people, then if they hit me up for a favor or if they ask me to play or, you know, something along those lines, I don't have to be like directly involved with them and carry on a, a, a close relationship with them. But absolutely, I'll, I'll lend my hand to anybody that's, you know, keeping this thing going for sure. But, yeah, but generally those types are, um, have personalities that are compatible with mine. So it kind of works out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, I mean, if they're right. really that kind of what I personally, in my opinion, consider to be a positive force on the scene, then I'm, if I'm picking up what they're putting down, I'm probably going to get along with them. Right, right. So it, I because guess the end goal is all the same. Yeah, and we we probably think along similar lines and have similar goals, and and yeah, so it just it tends to work out, which is why a lot of those good working relationships for me have turned into friendships. friendships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've got one more tip to bring up, but um, I'm going to throw you uh, in the spotlight real quick. In the spotlight or under the bus? Either way. <laughs> we'll find out. Spotlight, in front headlights, of the, all the, the headlights of the yeah. bus, yeah. Um, you said you'd retired a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, did, did Ask me how many times it was a marketing ploy. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I'm going to ask you what, what role happiness played in that. I mean, were you just not feeling it anymore and you gave it up, you know, where, right. and how did you get that back? I don't know how so. many times for sure I've done it, but I, I know that there's been at least twice where, um, where I, I said I was retiring, I was done with it. And some of it at the time was genuinely just, stressing because you know the bookings were were dwindling and the ones that were still around weren't paying what they were you know so i was really stressing out at one point in my young adult life where well crap i thought i was going to dj for the rest of my life and now i got to go get a job and i've got all of this stuff going on and you know and all that um because you can't like pay rent on you know 50 dollars on a bar tab you know you just can't do it so um you know, where, like I said, whereas before for a couple of years, I, I, that's all I did was DJ and that's, that's what I did. And it was great. But, um, so this was income for you that you lost. So mm-hmm. that obviously plays yeah, a role. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, so, uh, I won't name any names so that they can, you know, maintain their innocence as well. But, uh, uh, you know, talking it over with a few different people during that time of my life, it was um, one of those things where I, where I had said, you know, I'm, I'm really getting frustrated with this. You know, there, there's just not enough bookings. Blah blah blah. I think I'm just going to quit. You know, and, I, and I, at that point, I was stressed out enough that I was, yeah, I'm going to quit. I'm going to sell all my stuff. I'm out of here. And um, and was that all related to? DJing or were there external oh, factors? Yeah. Uh, all, okay, all, so just yeah. in general, yep, you were just yep. D- within the scene, within the scene, outside of the scene, and within my life, like okay. just yeah, got to that point. And uh, a friend of mine said, "Well, don't quit, just retire." I'm like, uh, "What? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "Retire, wait six months, and then have a comeback show." Uh, and I'm like. 
that's effing genius. <laughs> like, you know, because then at least, you know, because during that point, you know, I, was, I, I had enough of a following. I was popular enough. And then, you know, okay, cool. You know, yeah, we could pull that off. And so I did that a couple of times. And then, you know, and it, and it worked. You know, there would be six months where I still bought records. I still went and, you know, went to shows. But, you know, when I saw people, it was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm done. You know, whatever. And, you know. Dropping that, mics. Uh, yeah, just whatever. I did that twice. Okay. At, at least at least twice, maybe three times. <laughs> I don't remember for sure. Um, the last time that I did a retirement was when I retired the name Digital Psychosis. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Um, because digital psychosis, as much as I tried to like diversify it and introduce like everything from breaks and techno and, and a little bit of drum and bass and, you know, just, I, I tried to do more things under that name, but everybody, as soon as they saw digital psychosis on a flyer, they, trance they, guy, yeah, trance guy. No, nah, no, it doesn't, he play trance, trance socks, blah, blah, blah. So at some point I had to shave that. And as much as I loved that name, you know, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the way I spelled it. I loved the way that, you know, I did different fonts with it. Like, it was great. It was a great name. Um, but um, uh, Trip, Tur- Trip Turlington stands on its own pretty well, too. I, I like to think that is so. It's a pretty dope name, yeah, Trip Turlington. I, I like to think so. But uh, so, yeah, and that's when I made that switch because then Trip Turlington is a blank slate. Yeah. And that's when, you know, when I started playing under Trip Turlington, I started doing everything. So, like, people didn't know if I was going to play Glitch Hop or if I was going to play Tech House or if I was going to play drum and bass or whatever. The only person that knew was either me and or the promoter. Because well, if the promoter specifically asked, hey, will you play this? Well, yeah. You know, if that's the genre that you need to fulfill your night, then cool. And that's still the way it is. If somebody calls me and says, hey, I need a tech house set. Well, all right, cool. Yeah. And there's been a couple of people who have since convinced me to let me put or to, you know, let them put me out there as digital psychosis when they want a tech house set and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. But what a great setup you just gave me, man. We didn't even talk about this. <laughs> My last point for happiness as a DJ is change it up. Right, right. So if you get to a point where you're just not feeling it anymore, uh, you don't enjoy it, you're not having a good time, yeah. you're jaded, whatever, what do you have to lose, right? right. Change yeah. it up. Now, that can mean any number of things. In your case, it was changing your moniker entirely, right. changing your approach and style and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, it could be changing your format. You know, maybe you're just bored because you don't like the digital DJing thing. Right, right. Go back to records. Why not? What do you have to lose? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it can be not necessarily equipment. It could be the type of gigs that you're right. taking. Right. Hey, maybe you just don't dig the nightlife thing anymore. Try some lounges. Try some fitness events yeah. like Mo. Right. You know, right. try like thinking outside of the box on this. You don't just because you're unhappy doesn't mean you have to flip the table and say forget it. I'm done DJing. Yeah. Maybe you, I you have to go with James on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like make find out. Fuck <laughs> couch. <laughs> like that's just an awesome visual, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Take off your dirty cowboy boots yeah. and find what you like about DJing. That's right. That's you know, right. and you know, it, it's it might not be giving it up entirely. Right. You know, why are you unhappy? Yeah. Address that directly. Yep. Well, and maybe thinking about have you actually vocalized that as to why you're frustrated? You know, with your with yeah. your cohort. 
you know, mm. telling them why, you know, do this. I'm getting frustrated because of X, Y, and Z. And maybe someone else will perk up like, well, you know, I've been kind of getting irritated about that too. I mean, but you don't know what you don't know. Boom. Right? DJ duo. Change it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think you answered this, but James, uh, James Dean said, asked if you were, if you do that because it was a shift in the scene or the music itself, but it sounds more like it was personal. It, it was, it a was little, yeah, it was a little bit of both. It was, um, it was, it 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 was personal in that it, it, there there was this certain level of expectation on me for a particular genre when I used that name. That you know, during a time when that genre was taking a serious tank, and like you know, I wasn't getting bookings because I'm the trance guy. And so, were you? You felt like you were kind of painted into a corner. I was pigeoned into my hole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that too, but I was like, no, nah, I just leave it alone. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I was definitely pigeonholed into that. And, and that was, that, that had, that had its own set of frustrations along with other things. Well, Dave, you've mentioned that too in the past on episodes where you said people kind of labeled you as the deep house guy and mm-hmm. you, were, you were having uh, some identity issues then as well. Right? A little bit, which is, is weird because deep house is pretty well accepted in our scene here. Yeah. And so... It's not a case of nobody wants it, and I'm trying to distance myself from the sound. It's that I I don't want them to pigeon my hole, right? <laughs> I don't, no, don't want to get stuck doing that. Right. Um, and there's a there are a lot of sounds that I want to explore, and so I've I've tried to you know we talked about that middle ground thing. I've I've started trying to take what people know me for and use those as elements that they relate me to. Mm-hmm but use that in sets that aren't necessarily just deep house, you know? So I, I kind of use that as an influence rather than a genre that I'm sticking to. Um, I'm David and I spend deep house. You don't, yeah, that's not your t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's just kind of a weird place to be because I don't have a thing against deep house, which I think a lot of people, when they came to the trance thing, even a lot of former trance DJs had a bad taste in their mouth for where trance had gone. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have that. I just don't want people to... You don't want to create that image for yourself before someone else does. Right. Typecasting. Yes, yeah. yes, typecasting. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. someone we should talk definitely talk about that too is Tony because just what, a couple of weeks ago I saw him spinning top 40 and then Friday he was just like banging it oh, out. Oh, yeah. I think so, that's the first time Tony's played top 40 in probably 15 years though. But still, <laughs> I need to have that capacity yeah. to oh, yeah. do that and get booked. You oh know, yeah, absolutely. At, at, at significant venues within our community, I mean, granted, you know, and nobody's know doing, and nobody's doing well, yeah, yeah. and and do it well. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys, about ready to wrap up. Any other tips coming to mind that you want to throw in here at the last minute? I think share, that's all I've got. Share the Facebook page uh, as far as the call to action. Yes. Let us know how you felt about this live streaming. Thanks for all the feedback from uh, all those guys out there, James yeah. Dean. Nathan Hilton, Gina Turlington. Gina Turlington. Oh, boy. She's she's sucking up our Wi-Fi bandwidth in here. (laughs) No wonder it's all lagged out. Alan Reed, Mike Lacey, James Dean, Chuck Reynolds, B.B. Bat, yeah, Modingo, Brian Robin, Don Grubb. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Tom Reed, Phil Thompson. Thanks a lot, folks. Yeah, really thanks, appreciate guys. It. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Oh, I'm I think sorry. Sh- and Stacy Hensley. Oh, hey, babe. <laughs> John Chapel, 
Jeremy Irving. Oh, John Chapel, come back. We miss you. Yes, absolutely. We're going to have him on the show. He hasn't been on since, what, episode seven or nine or uh, something? Single digits, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's, it's been way too long. Yeah, absolutely. Know that. All right, guys, facebook.com forward slash passionate DJ. Let's do the live thing again. I like that. Yep. And we will see you guys next time. Ciao. Easy. Later. Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionate DJ or on Twitter at DJ with passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. You know, with with any social scene, you know, I don't do that for everybody, and there are some people. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. my MacBook that I used to DJ live with just crashed on me, so I closed Ooh. it, and it just rebooted on me while we were talking. So we'll we'll be readdressing that later. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> it's like someone farted in the elevator. Right. Uh- <laughs>